Hi friends. Hi friends. This is Caitlin. And this is Amalia. And you're listening to the Lifting Limitations podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. So we're going to start with checking in with our head and our heart today. So Amalia, how is your head and your heart? Oh, my head and my heart. How are they doing today? Let's start with the head. My head, it's actually feeling pretty good today. Um, feeling clear, feeling focused, feeling excited, feeling grounded. Um, feeling good. Uh, my heart's also feeling really good. My heart's feeling very um, aligned and I feel like every day is a little bit different. Every moment's a little bit different, but feeling really good. Yay. How about you, girlfriend? My head is sleepy. Mm. I feel like I had a lot of energy moving through me the past couple days. So I feel kind of like almost like a like a, a <laughs> energetic hangover. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I, I feel, I feel where, where um, we're going. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it feels. But my heart is really full, and um, I'm just kind of letting that drive the train right yeah. now. Follow my heart. Yeah, I feel like you and I are kind of like feel like a lot of energy is moving in our lives. Um, a lot of so, like so many amazing things and so many yeah. breakthroughs and different things. It's like we're learning how to roll with the punches mm-hmm. and stay um, kind of at this point of like equilibrium no matter what life throws at us. Yeah. And um, we're getting, we're learning a lot. Yeah. I've never been a like, I, I get really, really excited, but I can also get really low. Like my highs are high and my lows are low. My husband is very mm-hmm. like even keel, um, which I need more of. I need to be better at. That's why he balances me well. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, how come you're not as excited as me? Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, I have felt really calm lately even just a minute ago i <laughs> we, we were having lunch we were having lunch and i really wanted olives um in the sandwich greek olives specifically yes mm-hmm. and thankfully amalia had some a big jar as the greek girl i am yep mm-hmm. and i was trying to be all macho and <laughs> <laughs> opened the jar and i got really aggressive with it <laughs> I totally opened it, but it also went everywhere. It was, it, it was, Caitlin like didn't care. She just wanted her olives. And I was, I was like, like, I was like, I'll get you new pants. We'll put your pants in the wash. We'll wash the pants. And she's looking at me. She goes, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't. And you're wearing nice pants. And you were just yeah. like, I don't care. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then when I finished eating, yeah. then the panic set in and was like, maybe I should like try to, try to take care of this because I looked it up and it was saying that all of like juice stains no, we don't want to stain them. I don't want to stain these pants but I, in the moment I was like mm, I feel calm about this I'm just gonna keep eating I, it was like I was she was 
too calm that I was worried. Yeah. I was like, I was freaking out. Yeah, it was good. And we'll keep you updated if it stains. Yeah. Does, does olive juice stain? Yeah, we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. If determined. you hear this and you know that it does, mm-hmm. please send tips on how to get rid of it <laughs> because I will need that. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, okay, you guys. This is really cool. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this about Amalia, but she is a published author (laughs) of the book, The Wholesome Bowl. And today is the first day that I am getting my hands on a copy of this. It is, it's like before, like this, she published this in 2015. Okay. So like before smoothie bowls were a thing. Mm -hmm. That's literally what the wholesome bowl is. Like, looking at these pictures in here... I mean, it's really both thing. Yeah. And, like, my mouth is watering looking at all of these. I want to try all of them. Um, yeah, share with us a little bit about, like, what... Like, how, how did you even do this? Like, how old were you? 22. 22 years old, mm-hmm. and you made this incredible book. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, a YouTube channel... Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. And you made videos and stuff? Videos, posts, and it was, yeah, so it's an interesting thing for me to talk about, but for a lot of different reasons, it's a bit of a tender subject, so I tend to not lead with, this is, this is what I used to do, and, um, but those who have been around for all of it know, like, it was very much, it was just like East Pine back in the day. The Wholesome Bowl was like pre-East Pine. Mm. Um, but I poured just as much into it, you know. So, yeah, I was in college. I went to art school and I was a photography major. And um, I got really into healthy eating. I started, it was like when Instagram kind of first started and there was like some food bloggers happening. I found a couple people on there that, were they called themselves like clean eaters Mm -hmm. and they just had this energy about them this essence about them that was like so light filled and happy and it didn't feel like fake happiness it felt like they were just genuinely happy to be living and feeling and feeling good and the consistent thing throughout was that they were all eating clean and um you know i i had my college party days I got the freshman 15 (laughs) I I, you know drank and and ate crappy food and all these things but then I started experimenting around with eating clean the same way that these people were on Instagram I wish I could find their their Instagram pages I don't know what um sorry Onyx is literally crouching and walking slowly toward us right now what are you doing Onyx come on trying to get our attention is what's happening um anyway so I started I started making some clean recipes and I'm a big foodie food has always been my love language um my grandfather had a restaurant he was a baker and he was like the cook of the family we would cook together when I was young I used to want to have a cooking show like Rachel Ray oh my god she was like my expander back in the day and uh yeah I just loved it and so always had a love for cooking, turned into clean eating, uh, using healthy ingredients. And I started to feel really good, Mm. like really good. 
And I just wanted to share that with people. That's a, a consistent thing with me in life when I'm feeling really good, when I find something that really works for me genuinely, I just want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also where my love of plants and love of wanting to share my love for plants with people comes from because plants have done so much for me. And so yeah, I was a photography major in college and I also had this blog, The Wholesome Bowl, that I was casually doing for fun where I would take these like photographs of my meals um, which I would arrange in these artful ways. And I just wanted, you know, we eat with our eyes before our stomach or before our mouth. And so I wanted to appeal to people visually with food. So food is art to me. Everything is art. Plants are art. Um, And so, yeah, so I was a photography major and my teacher was like, you really have something here. Like you should start writing your recipes down and you can make a book out of it. And I, it was senior year in college, so I had to come up with a senior thesis idea. And she was like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So we started and then got closer and closer and we were kind of like, wow, this is really something that I can publish and something I can I can do something with this. So I published it and it was amazing. That's so cool. So that's the cookbook side of things. Yeah. There's also the Instagram side of things. Um, but yeah. The general cookbook. What are these orange things? Those are lentils. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You guys, so it's like the the title, the wholesome bowl, is written in like food. <laughs> it's so cool. So I arranged the food to, to say the wholesome bowl. I can't even. Yeah. Like, I'm literally sitting here with a celebrity. It was crazy the way it all went down. So. Yeah, so I was working on it. I spent literally every single day for a year pouring everything into this. And it brought me so much joy. But similar to what happened with me in East Pine year one, I poured everything into my passion and I stopped giving to these other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. So with the Wholesome Bowl, I was in a relationship at the time and, you know, he couldn't understand why I didn't want to go out, why I didn't want to go party and do all these things. I was like look what I'm creating. It's this amazing thing that I'm really proud of. So, you know, uh, we learn how to balance things through going through periods of life when things are really out of balance and that's okay. Yeah. Which is really interesting that we were like, before we started talking about this, we were just talking about balance. Yeah. Like, there is periods of life where we can be completely in that, like totally balanced right and we focus on it we work really hard to stay there or to to have some kind of balance but then other like how does it get so out of control you know i think we i think we're we live too far in the future or the past sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah what did i say this morning i'm simply here to observe Mm -hmm. in this moment each moment that's all we can do and it's a balance though because it's like you do want to have these visions for the future but you don't want to live in the future right because then you miss the present because then you miss the present and you don't realize things are getting out of balance right yeah to be to be here to be ne- be here and now mm-hmm. how do you stay balanced oh man how do I stay balanced not get mad when I get all of juice on my pants (laughs) um 
uh, a big way for me to like move energy and stay stay grounded is to move my body. Uh, it's interesting though, like the way that I work out now and the way that I used to, even just like a year ago, um, like this, this, just this week, I haven't felt like going to the gym. I, I go to a CrossFit gym and I love CrossFit workouts. Um, but this week my body's been feeling like I don't, I don't know, like just this morning. Okay, so I went downstairs. First thing, got up, went downstairs to our basement, jumped on the bike for a couple minutes, and then I don't know what it's called when you just like move, like shit, like um, Lindsay Simsick. Simsick from Almost 30. She like shakes the energy out of her. Mm-hmm. And it's it inspired me to try it. I've tried it a couple of times, but today I like put on uh, the I Am Woman song. So good. Oh, so and good. I was just shaking every part of me to the point that my dog, Rai, she was like, Mama, what are you doing? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> and then she, she, like, we tried to teach her not to jump up, but she jumped up and like wanted to like me to hold her paws and I was like okay you can shake it out too girl it was so cute but um that felt good to like that like warmed up my body like instead of doing something of high intensity like my body felt warm and I I I was able to like I did some back squats and I did some kettlebell swings and um some dumbbell push press and stuff and I was like this is moving my body how uh, like this is nurturing my body and it's not in in any kind of excess but it's how I need intuitive to, movement yeah so much more intuitive intuitive yeah. movement it sounds it's really probably nice. a thing yeah that sounds like what you were doing yeah and I th- I think that's what my body needs these days yeah more intuitive less like I've spent a lot of years of my life training for something whether it's a competition in CrossFit or a marathon or triathlon and now I'm like I'm training for motherhood which is different than what you thought yeah yeah because when I was pregnant before I was doing the birth fit um, programming and I was modifying movements and and things because my body was changing and growing and um, my body's not necessarily changing and growing but my mind is and um, learning to be more in tune with what I need and deserve and I know there's not going to be a lot of routine when the babies get here and allowing myself to just lean into how I feel that day which is something I've never done I'm, I'm a very routine person like I could do the same thing every day I have for a long time and we're opposites in that way 
Yeah. Yeah, I could eat. I did. I ate the same thing every single day for a long, long time. Although I do that too. And I would work like, yeah. But now I'm like, that's not realistic. And it's like really freeing to wake up and be like, how do I feel today? Yeah, I was just hearing you say that. And it's like, what if one day it doesn't feel good to do something that's in the structured routine and yet you force yourself to do it? It's like, then you're punishing yourself if it doesn't feel good, right? I think that's where a lot of people feel exercise as a punishment. Yeah. It should be something we get to do, not have to do. And it doesn't have to be the way that you think of exercise, like like shaking your body, that's burning calories. Like jumping mm-hmm. on a trampoline is actually exercise. Yeah. Like dancing. I love yoga. I think Tara, my friend Tara and I were talking about this. Shout out Tara. But yoga dance movement where you're doing yoga to music and and you just kind of start dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like flowy. Yoga's been coming up. A lot for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... And you're not, like... I used to do yoga. <laughs> but it was never more, like, more than, like, two times a week. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it was, it was never... It was like, okay, this day I will do yoga instead of going to CrossFit or mm-hmm. instead of running. Because you viewed it as, like, the same as, like, another exercise. Well, it w- I looked at it as, like, a recovery day, mm-hmm. but I was still exercising. Mm-hmm. Where... I don't know. It's, like, exercise for the mind, though. And I feel like... So Caitlin got a psychic reading yeah. yesterday, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But... Part of it, um, it was suggested that she does yoga. When I was listening to the recording of it, I was like, I feel like, and I haven't told you this, what I got from that part of it, but, and it's, I feel like it spoke to me too, which is magical, but she suggested you do yoga. And I was like, I feel like there's something where it's connecting us back with the fluidity and like, um, the feminine movement body love stuff Mm. like body love stuff yeah and yeah thinking about all the different ways we've like hurt our bodies over the years or that life has hurt our bodies over the years and what it's stored and the beautiful free-flowing movement of yoga I feel like there's some healing in that yeah for you which is probably why they're bringing it forward too. So, yeah. yeah um, talk to us about it. Okay. So, this was. Okay. So, for me, I very much believe in God. And I very much believe that God has helpers out there and out in this world. Um, and. A lot of people don't see psychics as, um, well, a lot of people have different views. And for me, I believe that God is able to speak through them to me um, in a way that he, he's, they're just helpers. They're, they're, and like 
that we do have angels. Like I know that we have an angel baby that is up there taking care of us. And I know that um, he is with God, um, which I was able to speak to him, which was magic. I actually always thought it was a she, but um, we were able to identify that it was actually a little boy and he is his soul is working on coming to us again through our surrogate which is so magical so many chills right now (laughs) so magical um yeah and i know that for some people this is going to be too woo woo for you and that's totally fine we're just sharing our lives yeah this is Mm -hmm. this is my experience and um i trust that you know, everything that came through yesterday was of God and of um, the highest good and that he just, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, they they just kept telling me to slow down and they were like, doing yoga like is something you should get back into and meditation is something you should get back into. And I had a really beautiful practice with both of those things. Um, I'm hoping to get back into that a little more consistently to create that balance, to slow down and allow myself to just be happy here now and not always like looking forward. Um, But there are some things in my past that I need to dive deeper into to be able to move forward, if that makes sense makes so much sense yeah Caitlin and I are both very much people who we turn our emotions into action which is I believe our greatest strength in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. but I think that for both of us too we stay so busy all the time that we rarely have the opportunity to truly slow down feel things process them, move through them, and then go forward, integrate them and all that, the things. And even just hearing you speak through this now, like what's coming to me is, you know, I do think it's really good for, you know, there's, it's balance. It's the same thing over and over again. Here we go. It's all about balance today. It is. And, and it's thinking about it. It's like, I know that some people really struggle when they're in a hard place to get up and get back on their feet again. Mm-hmm. You and I, it's the first thing we do. Yeah. We get up, we're on our feet, we're doing, we're doing, but that doesn't allow us to process things. And I think there's a difference between that and then the other extreme, you know, people who can't get off their feet when they're in a really dark place, you're paralyzed by this feeling of pain because you're feeling it so deeply. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a balance of, um, of both and that's why we stay busy though you and I because we're we know that pain Mm -hmm. and we're like if we if I stop I won't get up right you know yeah and maybe that's what we need it's it's a hundred percent what we need and we can handle the pain too right we can we know that we can we know we can handle it it's just that there's some things that we hide 
subconsciously. Mm-hmm. It's not even a conscious thing. It's just that they're so painful. And I was even thinking like with you, what we were talking about this morning or what I was, what was coming to me was like the, the way that the painful things came up in your life came out of nowhere, like whiplash. And you didn't even have time. It wasn't like something you knew was coming. It came out of nowhere and you just had to survive. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had the opportunity to really to slow down and process. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've tried a couple times to, I, I, I struggle with being still. I struggle with uh, not being productive. It's, it's mostly put on myself, from myself. And, um, you know, if, okay, here we go. I'm going to talk about a big shame point for me is I've spent a lot of my life raising money for a lot of things, uh, whether it was the try for a cure or running the Boston marathon or different foundations, um, And here we are going through surrogacy and it is a lot of money. And I feel if I am not working every day to make money, how can I ask for money? If I am not doing everything I can do to bring money in What leg do I have to stand on to ask people to take their hard-earned money and give it to me when I'm home grieving or I can't get out of my own way? It feels like I'm being selfish. It feels like I feel like everyone is like, well, you're not even working So why should I support you? And I feel really awful in asking people to help me financially when they're, they don't think I'm doing enough. Does anyone actually think you're not doing enough? No. Isn't it crazy though that we just think people think these things of us? I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm like, I think the same thing about myself. It, 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 there's stories we tell ourselves. It's our ego. It's our, it's our thing in our head that, like, we're only the ever. We're, we're, <laughs> we're. How do you say that? We're only ever. The only ones standing in our way. Mm or telling ourselves no, or telling ourselves this story. And it's more comfortable to live in that than to think about asking for help. Like who would, yeah, like I I just feel like who would want to help somebody who's not helping themselves? 
but you are helping yourself in so many ways. You're helping yourself in so every single day and you're helping other people. It's such an interesting, our ego is so mean to us sometimes. It's like, and, and the thing about help too that I'm really trying to learn more and more is that when we actually, it's like, it's like asking for help is allowing ourselves to be seen in a way. To, it's like a sense of pride to pretend like we everything's okay and that we don't need help. Yeah. Pride. Pride. Yes. But then what example does that set for other people? And that we don't need that we're there worse yeah it comes off like i'm strong i am t- like i don't need anything i i i'm just i'm tired of being strong i am too it's really lonely it's yeah. really isolating and it's heavy it's a huge burden to carry because it's more than just carrying your own burden, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not allowing people to help us through it. So then we carry any burden that they might feel because we're feeling what we feel and also what they might be feeling at the same time. So one thing that you actually helped me with was this past week, um, we got our first item off of our registry sent to us and it was the car seats for the babies and I was so excited. I like took a time lapse of myself. Um, like taking him out of the boxes and just like Rye was just like sniffing in them and Sam like came up came through and like I don't know it was just it was so exciting like this is really happening you know and I shared it with Amalia and she was like I was like post that yeah you're gonna post that right because the smile on her just you could feel the joy in the picture and I, and I said back to her that I was like, like, I didn't think that I was going to post it. You didn't want it to come off as, like, um, I forgot the way you worded it, but like bragging? Yeah. Or something like that. And I was like, honey, no, we're celebrating. Yeah. We're celebrating. And when you put it like that, when you were like, People want to celebrate with you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm blocking people from celebrating with me? Like, who do I think I am? And then I was like, you know what? That's so, you're so right. Like, especially on social media, like anyone who's followed me through the cancer journey and miscarriage and and now the surrogacy journey, it's like, yeah, of course. I Like, in what world would I not share this wonderful thing like you guys have all been so supportive for me and like for people to be sending us baby gifts is like it's 
it's it opened my eyes to see that it's not just joyful for us but it's joyful for people to give and by me like receiving that um and sharing the joy allows like the person who gave the gift to like just feel the joy as well and then everyone who witnesses it it's like especially i feel like in this time that we're in now we want to hear the hopeful stories we want to hear the celebration we want to see people loving their lives celebrating their lives genuinely right Mm -hmm. this has been a crazy year for everybody and um like you've been through you specifically like your life you've been through so much and all the amazing things that are happening in your life right now are so beyond worthy of celebrating and you're just such an amazing person and I never want to see you sad Uh ever I just want to see you like living your life celebrating your life like you've gotten through this you know you and Sam have gotten through this you and your family have gotten through this and now you have two extremely healthy precious babies on the way yeah you guys Amelia was able to be on our call yesterday so so cool so we had our uh first like it was it was just a normal OB appointment that our surrogate was going to and Sam and I were not going to be on the phone for it. And then she texted me that they were going to do an ultrasound because apparently with twins every four weeks, they want to do an ultrasound, but we didn't know that. And so when I got the text, Amelia and I were actually at a client's, um, watering their plants. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we can do an ultrasound. Like, is it okay? <laughs> FaceTime. And, she and was I was like, like, please. Yeah. And so she was like doing stuff. And I'll, I was like, I'll just be in the other room watering. Yeah. And then, and then I I was like sitting there and she comes up. She's like, why am I watering the place? I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I should only be here. Yeah. She's like, I want to see this too. It was so cool. So Sam wasn't able to be there because it was very last minute and uh, he was at work. Um, but... Amelia was and it was so special. She got to see the babies, got to see them move. Um, which, yeah, it was just magic. They're so amazing. I can just like, they're magic babies. Yeah, they really are. They're magic babies. And just to witness you and Stephanie, your surrogate, and the whole thing, and and the call was really special too because, so they're, how big are they now? Oh, we uh, were a moon cake last week. Was moon last cake week? was last week. Which we don't even know what a moon cake is. Yeah. It's a little thing. Um, Hamster? <laughs> yeah, I know. Then I looked at animals. Um, I'm going to look, look it up. up. But there's, you know, there's still, okay, well, 14 weeks. 14 weeks. Yeah, tomorrow will be 15. Tomorrow will be 15 weeks. So Stephanie, the surrogate, hadn't felt them yet. Like, but for the ultrasound... Oh, there's still a moon cake till moon tomorrow. Cake. Yeah. So she hadn't felt them kick or do anything yet. Mm-hmm. But because the nurse or doctor, doctor whoever was doing the ultrasound, pushed on her stomach, 
um, she could feel them for the first time. So Caitlin got to witness that. It was so cool. It was so cool. And if you wouldn't have been on FaceTime with her, like you, that, I know. What a special moment for, yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy you could have been there, you were there for it. Well, and you heard me that morning just being like, a little bummed out that I wasn't going to be a part of the appointment. Um, and then for it to change to allowing me to see them and allowing you to see them. And it was like, like, I just, I, I feel like my babies just knew that I needed to see them yesterday. And they were like, hi mom, we're, we're good. Like, we're happy and we're healthy and you guys they're actually like measuring bigger which is not normal for twins like usually nor twins are small because there's two of them and anyway they're so we were 14 weeks and five days yesterday and one was measuring 15 weeks in one day and the other was 15 weeks in two days like they're it's so doing many chills right now. So good in there. They're so happy. Perfect heartbeats. Perfect heartbeats. And Stephanie feels so good. Mm -hmm. And she would like you could even like I cannot imagine how this experience is for her. Um and we talk uh we we do talk about it, which is great. But um like she has anxiety going into these appointments because she wants everything to be good too. And her voice was just so joyful and lifted after the appointment and like to share that happiness and excitement with her is, it's really, really special for all of us. She's also making videos from her point of view and yeah. does she have a YouTube channel? Yes. Perfect, so she we'll does. link it in the uh, show notes if yeah. you wanna check out. I just, I personally love seeing things from both. I mean, I just think that surrogacy is the coolest thing. Like, I it's even the most be, selfless thing. It's just so beautiful. Even before knowing Caitlin, I just was so interested in the topic. So if you're like me and you just want to know all about it, mm -hmm. which the story is so beautiful. So how can you not want to know all about <laughs> it? But I love watching from the intended Caitlin's perspective, the intended mother's perspective, and also Stephanie's perspective from the surrogate, surrogate. Mm -hmm. so it's really cool that we have this whole record of like all of it yeah and um so if you guys ever have any surrogacy questions send them caitlin's way mm -hmm. and we could even send them along to stephanie yeah she would love that yeah we actually did like a a q a when we went there for the first ultrasound like mm -hmm. on our instagrams which is really cool um so we are going to go out there for the next ultrasound, which will be the anatomy scan. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we'll do another one when we're together. I was thinking you should bring your mic out. Yeah. Ooh, that would be cool too. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. And, and just talking through this, just feeling the joy in all this. It's like, this is, this is how to celebrate, you mm -hmm. know, celebrate the good stuff. And sure, there's fear and there's worry with anything in life especially around this but we can't focus on that and we can't just talk about that because it's hard to feel hopeful when all you focus on is with any situation right like it's hard to feel hopeful when all we can focus on is the fear and the scary stuff and hiding and all that stuff the pain mm -hmm. it's like let's focus on the good you know we're at, like you've 
You made it through so much. You freaking survived. Now you're learning to thrive. Mm-hmm. Your babies are already thriving. They're like, mom, catch up. Catch up, mom. Yeah. We're thriving. Yeah. <laughs> so the more we can focus on the good, then we can we can really show people what's possible when you listen to your heart, you know? We all go through hard things in life and nothing is ever forever. Pain is never forever. Ultimate bliss is never forever, but the bad defines the good. And when things are good is when we really need to be celebrating. We need to be celebrating all the time, you know, gratitude and and stuff, but when things are really good and when they're flowing, when things are working, there's no reason to be focusing on anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. Because life's gonna throw what life is gonna throw at you. And if we're wasting these precious moments of good by focusing on other things, or hiding it from people, even just not sharing it with people, then when things are hard, we have to continue to hide. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's just more uh, of a tendency to like isolate and not share things with people. So it's really, you know, life is life is full. <laughs> Where am I even going with this? You know, it's just. Oh, Malia, tell me something good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, something good. Hmm. There's a lot of good today. I'm really happy with the way that things are unfolding with East Pine and with Plant Serum. Mm. Oh my goodness. How do I even? Yeah. Let's talk about Plant Serum. Let's talk about Plant Serum, baby. Okay. So for some of our listeners who don't know what Plant Serum is. What is it? What is plant serum? Mm-hmm. Plant serum is a magical leaf cleaning spray that prevents and treats houseplant pest infestations and cleans and tra- cleans and shines leaves. Um, and it smells amazing. It smells amazing, and there's just something that happens with it. So, plant serum I accidentally invented many years ago when trying to treat a spider mite infestation on my plants. And for those of you that don't know what spider mites are, they're this pesky little asexual invasive pests that will just suck the life out of your plants and make you think like it's your fault but it's not your fault so i tried all these products on the market to try and get rid of these spider mites and they did absolutely nothing but burn the absolute shit out of my plants so i started doing my own research around plant oils different kinds of water all these different things and i tried probably over 100 formulas at this point different ingredients and I landed on plant serum and I was using it for so many years on my own just to maintain the health of my plants and I just really noticed a difference. It's like you wipe your plants down with plant serum and a new leaf pops out the next week. Don't ask me why or how, it just it knows what it's doing. So it's just neem oil, rosemary oil, and alkaline water in perfect formula to create this leaf cleaning spray that you just shake perfect swirl perfect swirl yeah it's just perfect Mm. and yeah you shake it spray it on a little cloth or you can spray it on the plant and then you wipe it off just like you would any other household cleaner which is different than all other plant products like um pest products on the market for plants because most of them you just spray it right on the plant and you leave it Mm. which i've never understood because to me that would be like getting in the shower putting shampoo in our hair soaping it up and then not washing it out (laughs) 
It's like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's like bo- putting body wash on your body and not washing it off. Yeah. Like, how is that any? Why are we spraying our plants and leaving all these things on them? Mm-hmm. Wipe it off. Good analogy. It's yeah. just, it's what it is. Like, plants are just like skin. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're the same. So they have pores. They have all the same things. And if we clog their pores, they're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> they can't breathe. Right. So. Yeah, so plantarium is magic, and I've always known that it's more than just a leaf cleaning spray. I know that everyone's always like, it smells so good, and I'm like, yeah, it smells great. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize, like, that's actually a really big part of it, too. Yeah. It it adds energy to the space, and there's something that happens between the plant serum and the plants where they talk to each other, Mm -hmm. and also my energy, your energy is infused in every single bottle. Yeah just by nature of the product and it works yeah it freaking works and I never intended to make it a product until my friend Sari was like Amalia why aren't you selling this and I was like I don't know mm-hmm. I guess I should and I just am recently now seeing really truly how amazing it is and the potential of it and that just feels so good mm-hmm. I just, I'm very much somebody who just keeps moving along and just living as, living as I am, creating things. And I rarely stop to look at what I've created and look at the impact and look at the potential of something. And now with Plant Serum, I just want to take such good care of it and make sure that I set it up for success so that it can thrive. So what's been really cool this week for Caitlin and I with that is like I'm very much someone how did the psychic talked about it too which yeah. I want to share snippets of that reading the parts where she talks about plant serum because I think it was really amazing but she essentially said that we were putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. and that's how I've lived my whole life I'm like vision run got it mm-hmm. there next thing but with plant serum I did that I mean I never intended it to be a product mm-hmm. and then I created it here it is but now I want to scale it yeah. And I want to I want it to get to every single plant parent that feels called to nurture their plants in this way and nurture themselves in this way and nurture their homes in this way. And in order to scale it to be that big, we got to figure out how to do that first before doing anything else big and um it's new for me. It's new for me to plan uh how do I even put it into words? Yeah, so just like like trying to scale. Yeah, so we're in how many? Five? Five. Five retailers Let's now? talk. Buzz Coffee in the Old Port. Mm-hmm. Go-Go Refill in South Portland. Mm-hmm. Broadway Gardens in South Portland. Austin Street Brewery in Portland. And then our fifth one is going to be Longfellow's Greenhouse. I mean, yeah. Oh, we have another one too? Austin Street. Oh, I said Austin Street. Oh, you did? No. No. <laughs> We can't keep track. Longfellow's Greenhouse is in Manchester, Maine, which is amazing. And we have more on the list coming. But everyone's selling out. Yeah. Week so, after week. Like, that's the amazing thing is, like, like, from the day we put them on the shelves, they're selling out. And so now we're at a point where we're like, okay, we have these five retailers. We have more people that want it. And we're like how do we how do we sustain this how do we build how do we make the time to 
make all of this? How do we make sure we have all the products for like the, 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 the ingredients the yeah. and the bottles and everything? Um, so we're like kind of at a point where we're like, okay, we would love a mentor yeah. to kind of help us talk, like figure this out. And we're really good at figuring things out, but it's hard. And I would just be so grateful to have a mentor who can kind of guide us through this and also shares the vision of the beautiful impact that Plant Serum could have. Yeah, I think that's the big biggest piece because it's one thing to like create a product and like put it out there on the world. But the fact that like this product is so intentional. It's just not even a product. <laughs> it's like Yeah, it's a living breathing thing. It's a living breathing thing. Literally that's what she told me in, like, yeah, in yeah. my call. And like it's its own thing and the fact that it is infused with our energy and our like just a piece of us like it's it's totally a piece of you i feel like it's becoming a piece of me mm -hmm. um it becomes a piece of everybody who uses it literally it literally it literally is a collaboration it's like it's all of us mm -hmm. it is all of us it is for all of us this was not a product like the thing is that I, I, again, I never intended for this to be a product. This was never something I intended to make me money. Mm. And so I think because I didn't create it from a place and there's no way I would have known this yeah. in, the, in the moment, but it, because this was created from my heart, for my heart and for my plants, for my plants specifically, it's for everybody. Yeah. It's for everyone's plants. And I'm just so grateful to be able to to share it with people in the capacity that we are now and to think that it's just gonna keep growing from here is, I can't think of anything better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pure bliss for me. Somebody said, well, a lot of people say this, but like that your children are your heart outside your body. And it's like, I feel like every bottle of plant serum is literally your heart outside of your body. It truly is. And and I've always, like I've always said, I just wanna heal everybody's plants. and it's always been kind of a block for me. Like I physically with my two hands can't be in everybody's home, mm -hmm. which is why I'm not taking on any new home clients because I just can't stretch myself that big, but I'm putting my hands and my heart now into every single bottle, bottle of plant serum. I touch every single bottle of mm -hmm. plant serum and I want it to always be that way. Yeah. I want it to always, whether it's my hands touching it or your hands touching it, or anybody else who's making it, plant serum will always be made by hand. Mm -hmm. Straight up, that is something, and it, I will never, yeah. That's it, really special. It means so much to me, and so I am in your home. So when you buy plant serum and you heal, you wipe your plants down with plant serum, I am healing your plants, you are healing your plants, we are all healing your plants. Yeah. And that is My just, plants are so happy when I put even today at one of our um, clients, mm -hmm. Amalia's um, big tree is in Yanoya, um, downtown Portland. Gorgeous hair salon. It's gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous. Yes. You got to go. Um, and I was wiping down the, the fig and fiddle fig. Fiddle leaf. Fiddle leaf. <laughs> All those words. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was it was literally so happy like 
I swear it was talking to me while I was wiping it down. She talks. She does. And there's three new leaves. And when did when did it get dropped off? Two weeks ago. Two weeks she ago. hasn't put out a new leaf in over a year. Yeah. And we put her in Yanoya, which the vibes in there are stellar. And Caitlin was wiping her down with plant serum. And I wiped her down when we dropped her off. And she just gets so much love now. And she can feel the vibe. She's putting out three mm-hmm. new leaves. Yeah. Three. Just like that in two weeks. I'm not kidding. It's, it's, and, and that's not the first time that in my life where I've always said this and now I'm really starting to see it, that our plants reflect our mental health. Mm -hmm. I know that when I was going through a really hard time this summer, all my plants were dying, all the plants I was growing for the shop and I couldn't understand what was going on. I don't kill plants. Like why are they dying? They feel your energy. I was in the worst place of my life mentally and they were like, can't mom you can't sustain us so we're gonna wow wow that literally makes me want to cry wow they were literally like no we're sacrificing ourselves so that you can care for yourself wow holy moly that's really powerful i mean hundreds of plants that i was taking care of just would die out of nowhere not my personal plants they've stuck by me through everything (laughs) but these temporary ones that i was growing for the shop Ooh, that's going to be one that I process in the bath tonight. <laughs> <laughs> For my, uh, yeah. But I need a bath. Yes, you do. Are you guys tub people? People that either love or tate, hate. Hate tubs. Yep. I, I love tubs. As long as the tub is big enough to, like, submerge my whole body, I'm a tub person. Yeah. Okay, this is a funny story. So... Uh, my sister <laughs> okay after she had her second child we did a lot of reading about the first 40 days post-pregnancy and um, a lot with like herbs and flowers and um, anyway so I was talking about on this specific day like that she needed to take a bath and so I drew this like magical bath for her and we put like petals in it and and I like I lit some candles and I made it like this really like vibey spot for her and I was like I'll go I'll, I'll take care of the newborn like you go enjoy your bath and put some music on and you guys my sister's like not a big person like I mean she's tall but she's not big but and she had just given birth anyway she goes to sit in the tub and it like barely covers her nipple line. <laughs> and she was like, this is one, not attractive. And two, like, I, I do not feel relaxed in here. And I was like, oh no. I'm like, what do we do? Like, we couldn't even add more water. It was just like a shallow tub. Yeah. Like a normal tub. But yeah. And yeah. she was like, this is not as dreamy as I thought. <laughs> I Nothing's so worse bad. than a bad being let down by a bath because it's like you can uh, they just have to be why do they make tubs that aren't i don't know they need to be deeper what's the point there's probably a reason there's probably a difference between a soaking tub and yeah that's why i want one of those like clawfoot tubs yeah that's like gold here's the thing though for my future house Mm -hmm. i need a hot water tank hot hot water heater that is i feel like the hot water heater in my apartment currently is only 
I have to fill up the tub in two rounds, so I just do plain hot water, fill it up halfway, then I let the hot water sit for like 20 minutes while the hot water heater downstairs fills up again, and then I'll fill it up again. Oh. Otherwise, if I was to let it keep going, it would be like half cold water. Yeah. So crucial to have a, if you're going to have a big tub, you got to have a big hot water heater. Big tub, big hot water heater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. We got to get you a tub. I need a tub. Mm. Well, that is not where I thought we were going to go today. I love where, I love where it took us. <sighs> I know. A little bit of everything, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Life is a little bit of everything. And for you and I, as people who on the outside hold it together, try to hold it together for other people, we are learning together in this friendship that we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I used to have this fear, I still do. So this is like us actively working, or probably applies to you too. Yeah. Me actively working through it is like, I used to be scared to share the dark stuff with people because I didn't want to make people sad because I already know that there's so much sadness out there. But I think it's really important to show people it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel these things. And it gets better. Mm -hmm. It always gets better. Here's the thing, though. I feel like it makes you more relatable when you do share this just sad and dark Mm -hmm. because everyone else is feeling it right and a lot of people a lot a lot of people feel like that and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to share it because they don't want to bring anyone else down but it's like in those deep dark moments where we're like i am alone literally and then you see somebody that is sharing that deep dark moment and you're like i am not alone and you're reminded that we are all like experiencing these things whether it's the same exact thing or it's something similar but that like deep darkness inside of us it's inside all of us and it doesn't want to stay there it's not supposed to stay there either no yeah and the the devil just wants us to isolate Mm -hmm. and the more that we can show up as our authentic selves and share through the darkness into the light like the better this world is going to be. I, I just really believe that. Yeah, I just... As a closing thought, it... You just got to believe that it gets better. You don't know how, how... You don't have to know how it gets better, but you just got to believe that it's going to get better. And if you look back at your life, you've gotten through every single hard thing you've been through. Yeah. Whether you still carry that pain with you or not, you're still here. And that means there's hope. And sometimes hope is enough. It is enough. It's the only thing. It's the light at the end of the tunnel. So we're going to leave you with that. Yeah. And we love you guys. And we're so excited to be here for another episode with you. Yeah. Thank you guys. We love you. See you next time.